welcome back, everyone, to another spectacular episode of your favorite heavy metal album review podcast, at least if you're in Estonia. We are Thunderdome Metal Reviews. I am Ben. With me, as always, are David, Tracy, and Gabe. Gentlemen, we are here for another Ozzy Osbourne album. How is morale? I'm channeling the spirit of Laserbeak. Oh! Morale is good, thinking about us expanding into other third world countries like the USA. Mm. The beatings will continue until morale improves. I think yes. that's what we usually say on here. <laughs> I think that is what we usually the say. The beatings indeed. Indeed. From the world's largest third world country. Um, Down to Earth, the eighth studio album by Ozzy Osbourne, released on October 16th of 2001. Earlier, in an earlier episode, our friend Tracy had said that this was the album that did not have Mr. Osborne on the cover, although that looks a lot like Mr. Osborne on the cover to me, I add parenthetically. Um, runtime of 48 minutes and 34 seconds, released on Epic, produced by Tim Palmer. The band recording was Ozzy Osbourne on vocals, Zach Wild on guitars, Robert Tujilo on bass, Mike Borden on drums. They did have Tim Palmer come in and lay down some rhythm guitar, acoustic guitars, keyboard, military drum, and do some backing vocals. Mark Raulio did the keyboard and string arrangements, and Danny Saber played some additional guitars on the track Alive. Well, this lineup is fucking badass, and I know Gabe already made a comment about maybe it didn't live up to what that lineup could do, but uh, I had no idea uh, that Borden or Trujillo, for that matter, never played with him. Obviously, I knew about Zach Wilde but um, shit, what a lineup. I know Trujillo had been like his live basis for a long time. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they had recorded. Of course, that, yeah, that's the first time that I've listened to this album, so that's probably why. Same. Did you know this one already, Tracy, or no? Did so, anybody know this album? This is the, the first Ozzy album I knew of coming out prior to release, and this is actually... Mm-hmm. I was in high school at the time when this came. Like, I just started high school, and my group of friends that i knew like my brother's girlfriend's brothers i was in the same grades as them and so we were really close and one of them got the cd and it made its way around like my circle friend group as like mm-hmm. the copy that was that was the oc original copy and the rest of us had a burn digital copy of it somehow <laughs> and so <laughs> this was actually days. one i had in the pre-times before digital so i've actually had this one i didn't remember it but as i was supposed to it's like god i remember a lot of this fucking album it's <laughs> just like so it was actually kind of nice to come back into it. And like, I'm sure you guys sure. have probably done it in recent years. Or uh, I know uh, Dr. Rivera talked about it one time when she was like, assigned us a book that she didn't think she'd reviewed. And she looked it up and found it in her nose. She's like, oh, I guess I did review this one. <laughs> and like, that's kind of happens. a similar feeling here. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, it was nice to kind of come back to it. So I'll correct my original statement. I'd never heard this album in full. Uh, but I had heard Dreamer, and the reason is because of German MTV, um, which was, uh, you know, I was over there in 2002, 2003, and this came out in 2001, and they played Dreamer, the video for Dreamer, on German MTV, and I was just like, why? <laughs> like, I, I just, like, couldn't understand why that song existed, let alone, like, why <laughs> they would play it on MTV. Like, it just was so so terrible and i just like couldn't understand it and um yeah um that was my first impression of this record which came you know uh 20 years ago and um i'm not sure my opinion has changed much weak sauce 
I, I have to admit, and this just is a provenance of me becoming old, that I was looking this up and I was like, there's a 20th anniversary edition of this album? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is 20 years old. Straight up. <laughs> totally, dude. It's And it sounds very much to me like an early 2000s metal record, for better or for worse. Tracy's yeah, nodding, <laughs> right? Like, just there's a production. And it does. Well, <laughs> what is interesting to me, or like what sort of comes... Uh, across as interesting to me in the sound of this record is that there are several places on it that reminded me of uh, 90s grunge, like Soundgarden. And it kind of runs along the trend that we've seen in other uh, Aussie records that we reviewed where, you know, it's in a new decade, but it sounds like the decade before. Um, Like, (laughs) it's just a little bit behind the times. Like, it's trying to be on trend, but it's really just not at all. It's like they're just picking up on stuff that was already kind of capitalized on um, just a little bit before. I think it's often a question of safety, right? In terms of... Right. But it's also just like you're thinking... I mean, Soundgarden was, uh, you know, creating that sound like 10 years before this. You know what I mean? Like they were they were in the early 90s. They were um, really doing innovative stuff or like interesting stuff. And, um, you know... I think Aussie albums by this point, of course, were huge productions, much like movies today. And I think that tends towards a sort of, I don't want to say conservatism exactly, but a sort of a caution. Yeah, right. Of course, they want to sell records and they want to go for the, you know, least common denominator. Uh, That said, it does sound pretty outdated, even though it's, you know, I don't know, the the production is up there and you can tell they, they, they worked on it. Um, well, <laughs> um, I mean, I think there, there's good, really... there's good, like, you know, they've concentrated a lot on, you know, um, harmonies and, and hooks and stuff like that. Um, it's just a question of like, whether you find them appealing or not. Yeah, I agree with that. And a lot of that goes to the fact that even though there are, are a lot of collaborators on here, I mean, it's like Mick Jones from Foreigner and, Marty Fredrickson from like who worked with Aerosmith and totally. Gavin Rosdale and shit. So yeah, it's like all the last decade or older people that they brought in. And to this point, you know, and a lot of times people will give pop musicians a lot of shit. And I've been one of those people uh, for not writing their own stuff. And Ozzy has never really taken a hand in writing. At least he's gotten credit a lot, but not really how much he actually contributed is often, at least in retrospect, seem to be very little. He is very much at this point a a point and shoot. He's a vocal talent. You just bring in, you write in the melody that he can he can sing. He's probably he might actually be contributing to the melodies. But then like, you know, he doesn't write his he's never really wrote his own lyrics. So this is getting to the point in his discography i think i mean and after this he does a cover album maybe not right after this but um where it's more of an ozzy osbourne karaoke than i feel like legitimate his heart in the music at least that's the sense i'm getting out of it i think i like this more than anyone but i thought this was okay i mean i agree with all of that but part of the, the advantage i have is my expectations are very low like I don't actually like historically I haven't liked Ozzy very much and I thought the 80s stuff sounded cheesy as hell 
So for me, this is like coming up, if that makes any sense. And I know I missed you all on a couple of the albums before this, but uh, so I don't dispute anything I'm hearing right now. I agree with you, but I don't know. I, I think it's often a question of expectation. You like this, right, Tracy? I see you yeah, like a pained face. <laughs> like I rather like this album a lot. And it may be also because I have experience with this album prior. So like, oh, this is just Aussies down to earth. And I don't have a lot of the grunge experience that you guys do. So I can't really sure. connect those dots there. So I'm like, oh, this is just Aussies down to earth. And it's just, it has that sound. Like it doesn't sound innocence dated to me because it's you're dated i mean it's it's kind of when we talked about gorgoroth uh and what we discovered since then it's a different issue but um when we talk about them we're like i don't feel like what they did to make the production work on this album where it's still early enough the digital technology that there could be some hitches and stuff like i don't feel like where they relied on like shortcuts to make it work that where later down the line that you hear that it's like, oh, what the hell is this? Like, it sounds trash. Like, it's not episode one CGI graphics. Like, <laughs> it's it's not at that point. And no, so I think, it, I think I should say that I, I, there are some tracks on here I really, really like. It's just, this is where I can really, you know, he's retired and unretired a couple of times by this point. He's taking much longer in between albums. His health is, I mean, I guess probably not as bad as it is now, of course, being 20 years ago, but like, sure. you know, he was, he had ret supposedly retired from touring back in the mid nineties because his body couldn't take it anymore, you know, and here we are like a decade later and I, he didn't really quit retiring except for maybe like two or three years. And yeah, it was like two know, minutes. And they said yeah. it wasn't for him. He's like, yeah, minutes. exactly. So, I mean, and it's just that, uh, you know, he's he they're bringing in more people. It's not the old people that he was collaborating with. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, this is the last album even that Zach is on for quite a while. So True. it's just the the components around him are changing. And you can really see like, you know, the the man behind the curtain more. So it doesn't feel as Aussie to me as all that other stuff when the collaborators were more had been with him longer. Yeah, I like, can see that. When you guys mentioned pop music, it made me think of like, and the boy band's not really writing him, not really writing his music. Like it does sound, or remind me a lot of that. And like, to where now he's, it's almost Leonard Skinner disc at this point in time where he's still really sending music, but the fans that show up to his concerts, they want to hear the stuff from No More Tears and Briar. Yeah, of course. And there may be like one or two songs. I think I'm pretty sure probably Dreamer shows up in his, Set list probably somewhere, but everything else is album probably just kind of falls in the way set because just just a piss gave off. They want his earlier stuff, yeah. If I showed up, <laughs> exactly. You just hear like, "God damn it!" and he just leaves. Like, why does this song even exist? for Gabe Cooper. Oh my god. That. I think I would still be tickled by that, but still, oh my gosh. Amazing. I I have to say that it's a miracle he's alive, and I know we've said that on every one of these albums. And his voice, while not actually good per se, it's very distinctive and still kind of cool. I don't know, maybe that's nostalgia, but I mean, I think he still sounds. I'm, I, I'm glad he's still alive. I'm not, I'm not oh, gonna, yeah. you know. I think it's great that he's still doing what he's doing. Um, Gabe has officially come is, out not with Ozzy to be dead. <laughs> Write that down, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ben was talking. No, I think about. it's, I think it's fantastic. But um, you know, the question is like, you know, 
it's not don't just put out an album to put it out and i guess like i'm not i'm also not in his position like i'm not someone who's been in the business for like the majority of his life and i don't know those pressures and i don't have that lifestyle and i don't have um that um well i think also like we'll see on this in the next album we review like the um the fan community uh i mean i think it's it's really interesting to uh, live and grow up in a way that, you know, you didn't expect to be a household name. Like who does except for like royalty, but like, you know what I mean? Like, so those are kinds of things that he probably does consider and are, you know, important to him in a certain way, um, which would make you put out a record if you really didn't need to. Um, I also get the sense. And and again, this could be completely wrong. So I'm sure he does enjoy the money and whether or not he quote unquote needs the money or not. I, I do not know his finances enough to say, but I do get the sense that he still loves doing this. Um, yeah, sure. He, could, he very easily could do like, you know, the thing. Else. And yeah. 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 So, well, like, um, you know, you're talking about he's retired and then retired several times. But I mean, even since like, the osmosis years it's been ozzy's been one foot in the grave one foot out kind of like we don't know when sure. he's going to go it's just it's down the corner somewhere and it's just oh we're going to be reading one of those tweets where you know the, the grim reaper is like is kissinger even in this thing yeah <laughs> and ozzy will be dead right again so like oh, him keith richards and all kinds of guys that you just can't believe so yeah. pop i mean yeah I've read literally an article that makes an argument about the physiology of Keith Richards and Ozzy. There's like a handful of people that are like drug mortal. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The combination of that and maybe mummified. I don't know. Anyway, there's a, yeah, there's yeah. a paper in Nature about why is Ozzy alive. They've, they've done so many drugs instead of killing him, it just kind of pickled him in a sense. They, yeah, exactly. Precisely. Like, 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 preserved like formaldehyde. <laughs> preserved yeah. for eons. <laughs> He's putting out an album in 38, 38, and Gabe still hates it. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, he was because, alive. because I d- decided to pickle myself somehow. Out of rage. Because you, <laughs> you wanted to outlive Ozzy. And... I mean, I'd rather take uh, Ozzy Robot Head instead of Nixon Robot Head. Yeah, 100%. Kiss it Robot Head, which is also yeah. Futurama. All of that. All of that. Put his head in a jar, man. We'll, we'll take him out. Why not? We'll take him. Take him on tour. But then Zach Wilde's half cyborg. I think Zach Wilde didn't write anything on this album, if I remember correctly, which is odd. I mean, I know Zach Wilde has so much shit going he, on. He's like, in, he's out. He's... He had to have some writing credit because there's too much Zach no. Wilde flair in this, really. He does I don't not, think so. He's not listed as, at least on the Wikipedia, he's not listed as a writer. Oh, there's a now, lot he of probably like. probably did write his own riffs, but that's not considered necessarily writing. Precisely. Right. Okay, and I was about to be like little flourishes are... he puts in, like that's not writing. That's yeah. just Zach Wilde playing. Oh, I was about yeah. to be like, that's a lot of Zach Wilde flair in his sound for him not to written anything. Well, but also the people writing know that. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is this is more like an MCU movie than an indie film in terms uh-huh. of right. like the number of people that worked on it. And um, yeah, I thought that too. It struck me, Tracy, because it sounds so much like Zach Wilde, but that's because people writing it like new. I assume that he was going to play it and you know they're trying to put out a consistent product now that well, this is what phase six of the Aussie universe uh-huh. yeah no shit <laughs> right so the 13th lineup well, yeah I mean 
I almost feel like this one doesn't feel as dated as Osmosis because that one felt definitely. I agree with that. I know I didn't wasn't with you for that, but I was listening to it. I was like, oh man, (laughs) yeah, it it was a little painful. This is like that post new metal turn where everybody's like, all right, where do we go from here? And just kind of like, "Mm." apparently grunge, but I'm also okay with that. Yeah, again, uh, this isn't gonna get an innovation award, but sorry, we're gonna say that. Well, I was just going to say, I don't mean this in the way that it, it is used amongst the people who listen to this or other metal fans, but in a lot of ways, this is post-metal. There are still metal flourishes to it, but it's it's, a, a, it's kind of just recurved back into just being a rock album with some metal elements. That's how I felt about both these, not to spoil the next thing we're doing, both these Aussie albums. Yeah. And that also helped. I'm like, I'm just going to think of this as rock, <laughs> right? Like, because I think it has in some ways arched back to basically just being straight rock. And I'm okay with that. Uh, it's why I didn't like it historically. Why the fuck would I listen to that when I could listen to Slayer, right? Like back in this period, I was, you know, or Lamb of God already at this point. Um, but now that we've done all that ACDC, and I actually appreciate this more probably, well, like so many other genres because of how much we've been, I don't know, Stockholm syndromed. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know that's not a verb. But anyway, listen to all this other shit. And also, I'm not a annoying-ass 24-year-old anymore. I'm an annoying 45-year-old, but it's, <laughs> it's different. Exactly. Well, I also think it's part of, and if you do like, I'm going to just steal a political term, the Overton window of heavy metal and the sense of like, when this came out in 81, 82, when his first couple albums of Black Sabbath came out, they were heavy as hell. But now everything that's come out post then is like, just drug it further. Yeah, of like, course. Here's here's the Floridian death metal that everybody needs coursing through their veins at some point. And then it's coming back to the Ozzy and you're like, well, this isn't heavy anymore because you have such a stark comparison to compare it to so so they've crawled back out of the cavern yeah <laughs> this is definitely not the cave they're, they're they're now back amongst god's chosen people yeah but also like it hasn't he has evolved in a lot of ways because it doesn't sound like black sabbath and it doesn't sound like Great. 80s aussie because i mean when we there are certain bands who i don't think you can accuse of like that Overton window of metal has moved to where they're no longer really heavy, but they still sound like them. And Ozzy's voice is so distinct that it's always going to sound like Ozzy. You're going to know that it's him, but like musically, it doesn't necessarily sound the same. I mean, it's all got the pop formula because I mean, he is, he has been very pop conscious this entire time. So I do want to say that, but like, just, you know, he's not trying to sound like himself. Yeah. He knows that he's well, going to because of his voice. And this may be a better discussion after our next one. We can kind of do a broader comparison in the sense of like, he's not like playing in heavier tuning as these albums move along. He's not playing in a sense faster as these albums move along either. And it's not like he's not adding heavier elements into his songs. What his fans want. Yeah. As all I was saying, like he's, so like his style was kind of stayed in a similar style point like sound point compared to like metalness if you want to put it on a scale but that scale has shifted drastically towards one direction well that's a very interesting point too that you both bring up because i think that i am on that cusp of aussie fandom i do consider myself an aussie fan but i don't consider myself an aussie super fan but they're you know the dudes who are like five to ten years older than me probably do and you're, you're probably 100 right on this david that, that this is exactly what they're wanting this is what they want 
And both he and the massive team around him are very aware of that. I think it's one of the things that led to the falling out with Sabbath, not to overstate this, is he was much more, would you say, pop conscious or just sort of trying to read the room in terms of what would, you know, generate revenue and popularity. And And that may also be part of his being married to Sharon in a sense. I'm sticking that too. (laughs) I've just her history family history and her history of like working into business and kind of like art and seeing yes. where it's going and shaping kind of move it because you know we talk about what his fans want on this album and i'm pretty sure there's like two songs on the next album that they fucking hated well i'm sure i'm sure ozzy may not care really care about how many albums his his or records his album sell sharon does she does, and she's a much savvier businessman than no totally it's not and like i, I she, don't mean yeah. that in like a negative way because somebody's got to you know Oh, he'd be dead without her in so many yeah, levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, like literally dead. So, yeah, she absolutely cares. And it's her job, too. Yeah, and I think, like, cave. I should just probably jump in and say, like, you know, these records are not, like, aimed at me in particular. They're not aimed at people who, um, let's say, like, aren't fans or at least aren't interested already. Um, sure. I agree with that. Uh, it's not going to win which, anyone over. I no, and disagree with that point that it might not win anyone over because I do think that he's such a known brand that he can be an entry point for people like Tracy when Tracy was in high school 20 years ago when this came out. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that too. I mean, look, um, I'd not say like get into tracks, but like the two, probably the two worst songs in the album were the first two singles. So like... Why does this even exist? Yeah, like, so... Uh, but and and I'm saying that not because like I don't think they're like, you know, uh, I'm not saying that because they are a particular style. It's that they're not interesting. Like they're not interesting whatsoever. And that's that's what they're like. They're put out as singles to like draw people in, um, and not to I don't know. Um, Ozzy doesn't need to establish himself. So, again, like. Um, I would agree with what what Ben and, and and Tracy are saying. Like this could rope someone in, you know, uh, but it's really not for those people. Yeah. Shall we talk about the tracks? I think we're headed that way. I don't know if you have anything else to say, Tracy. Uh no, I got nothing else to say. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, uh, I'll go first. I'm going to disagree slightly with Gabe. I don't disagree about Dreamer, but I will disagree about Gets Me Through because I think that is the fan serviced song on this because it has so many allusions to his time in Black Sabbath and his solo career that, I mean, it's like a, a fucking Kevin Smith movie, you know. And don't get me wrong, I love Kevin Smith movies and I, I kind of like that track just because of that, because of the fact that if you have been, if you have been around the Aussie thing and know anything about him, you're going to find like Easter eggs, quote unquote, in that song. Um, but I, I think the rest of the album is more or less okay. I'm not a huge fan of Dreamer. I, I think that's legit the worst album on the song. But I think Facing Hell is okay. No Easy Way Out. Junkie's pretty good. Alive's all right. The Closer, Can You Hear This is okay. A lot of okay. My list is very similar. I, I think Dreamer is a bit weak and cheesy. But I think Gets Me Through is pretty good. I like Facing Hell. Um, yeah, it's the same list. No Easy Way Out, Junkie, Alive. Uh, not surprisingly, Ben and I are sort of in the same place. And then I also listened to the acoustic version of Dreamer, which Gabe would probably hate, I don't know, if more or less. 
and then the get me through single version, um, which I couldn't really tell the difference, but I guess maybe it was a hair shorter. But yeah, this album is certified an album. It's I think it's all right. I liked it more than I was expecting, and the bar was low for me. So Gabe, you can go first or go next. Okay. So the two songs on here that I think are generally pretty decent are Running Out of Time, which has really catchy melodies and uh, good hooks. Um, and uh, Can You Hear Them, which has really stupid lyrics, but the music is pretty cool. I also want to shout out Junkie because it is the most interesting solo on the album. It's like a really loud and dissonant solo, whereas the rest of them are just sure. kind of, eh. Um, and yeah, like Alive does sound like Soundgarden and sort of that grunge thing. Uh, no easy way out and facing hell are are okay um you know facing hell is like one of the heavier songs on the record and um no easy way out like the end of it just sounds like black hole sun um if anybody rumors that i do quite well yeah i think facing hell is the best song on here of course i do (laughs) which could be first too (laughs) (laughs) that so, odd men out here. I like track one through five. I can do without six. Like, Junkie, Black Illusion, Alive, can you hear them? Like, I didn't care for Running Out of Time or You Know Part One. There are stuff that I like. So, almost all of them. Almost all of them. Nice. No, I get that. I mean, I've given some shit 108 that you all gave like a C minus out of yeah, pure nostalgia. I mean, I mean, that's, you know, exactly. That's what I was about to say. If this is like my first one then that i'd heard when i was in high school because you've heard some of the stuff that we came out then that i really enjoyed much like david just said so Same. yeah <laughs> would you so, say third tier new metal bands i was tertiary. like oh, head, tertiary. <laughs> headshot killing spree yeah you know um <clears throat> nostalgia is a funny thing and, it, and we say it all the time but it matters so much when you get on the ride 100 mm-hmm. so i guess i'll, I'll lead off on the grades then I'm gonna give this. Just do what you want. I I'm think gonna give it like, an A. There it is. Just, I know. I know you were like. You do I'm gonna you. Give, I'm you gonna give it a 94. B minus for me. B minus, Brody. Oh. Yeah. You know, uh, it's 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 still listenable. I didn't hate it or anything. Uh, there's a couple of good tracks on it. It's just you know, it's uh, uh the uh. Tread is coming off the tire, I think, a little bit. I, I'm going to pull us back up before Gabe uh, slits its throat, probably, is my guess. I thought this was fine. Again, maybe because my expectations were low. I thought it was cool. I'm not going to go as high as Tracy, but I will, I'll give this a B plus. This was quite listenable and kind of fun. Yeah, I'm definitely pulling up the rear here with um, between a C and a C plus, so maybe 76.5, something like that. Um, Q minus. I wouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> well we'll call it a we'll call it a b minus 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 <laughs> minus to the third let's think yeah exactly that gives that... us 85 so right that's all right <clears throat> yeah which we don't we don't have to teach them that, that a is doing a lot of work it sure is it's doing a lot of work <laughs> It's you guys are welcome for it, and I I would buy this album. Not me. 
I think I actually Hells might. No. Hells no. I think I actually might buy this. Um, this probably might be the one I would buy. I don't know. Maybe I'm also just a whole off of the early 2000s and grudge. But yeah, I'd buy this. It would make Tracy happy to see me buy it. So. It would. All right, my but, brother. How are we closing this thing out? Yeah. Closing this out with the 2020 release. 2020, not 2021. 2020 release Indeed. in Ordinary Man. His seventh last album. <laughs> no, you're confused with his eighth last album because there's another one this year. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, join us again next time as we end our spectacular journey through Ozzy's discography. Mm-hmm. Those chickens. Okay. <laughs>